fight the Winter Soldier. <laughs> These rings signify the commitment. So help me, Thomas! Sorry, sorry. Life or death situation, I need you to use the ring to save me. Like right now. Snow Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luggedell Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a 2022 action-adventure comedy film based on the video game franchise published by Sega. It is the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog 2020. Same director, Jeff Fowler. Uh, written by Pat Casey, Josh Miller, and John Whittington. It stars Ben Schwartz, reprising his role as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, alongside James Marston, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Adam Pauly, Shamir Moore, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, Lee Majib, Idris Elba and Jim Carrey. The film follows Sonic and Tails teaming up to find the Master Emerald before Dr. Robotnik and Knuckles can do so. Following the success of the first film, Paramount Pictures announced the sequel in May 2020. Filming took place from March to June 2021 in Vancouver and Hawaii. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was released theatrically released. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was first theatrically released in several international markets starting in March 30th, 2022, and is scheduled to release in the United States on April 8th by Paramount Pictures in association with Sega Sami Group. The film received mixed reviews from critics, a third film, and a spinoff series focusing on Knuckles are in development. And I believe that Idris Elba is going to reprise his role as Knuckles. So the majority of the, uh, the technicals, the behind the scenes are very much the same as the first movie, you know, uh, bringing back most of the same guys. Um, I thought that with a budget of 110 million, that uh, the running time, 122 minutes, so uh, you know, not terribly too long, but uh, just hanging right over that little threshold, probably could have been trimmed down. The biggest thing I noticed about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the fact that um, it's not that bad. I mean, a lot of people have, uh, you know, not so great things to say about uh video game adaptations to movies and stuff like that. But overall, I thought it was a fun sequel to the franchise, you know, a tad longer than um, I would probably normally want. I think they could probably shave about 15 minutes off of, you know, the dance sequences and whatnot like that. But um, it is kind of like your typical sequel with a slightly bigger scaled, um, you know, more jokes coming at you a million miles an hour. Uh, Jim Carrey, still seems to be the predominant force, the predominant driving force in the movie. And honestly, it does make me want to, you know, play a little bit of Sonic the Hedgehog. There was uh, parts of it that, 
you know, really evoked the game. Now, not being, you know, I don't want to say a, a you know, quote unquote nerd, but a big Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or sorry, big Sonic guy. The most I know about Sonic is uh, really what I've seen in Super Smash Brothers. I think he was in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and that's where I gained most of my quote unquote notoriety of understanding, you know, what Sonic really was all about. And, you know, basically he wants to go fast. So what is, what's up with this movie? This movie is, you know, the, the standard action adventure, but it also has like a splash of like a little bit of a romantic comedy. I mean, the first movie really focused on Sonic and um, James Marston coming together and, you know, kind of being buddy-buddy, tag-teaming along. This one evolves into more of the diverging of the two stories and plot lines, you know. So you have the Sonic story and the Dr. Robotnik kind of coming into that story. And then James Marston and his, uh, and, and his uh, I think it's his fiance are basically off on their own honeymoon type vacation getaway it's not their honeymoon but they're going to a wedding i believe it's in hawaii or something like that and uh you know to be honest it does feel like it integrates pretty well but i mean the two storylines are basically apples and oranges not in a bad way just something that i noticed that you know this uh movie definitely feels like you know they're trying to gear towards the young adult audience and they're also with all the modern references and you know well here comes the winter soldier kind of thing um it's in the trailer the uh, references to a lot of disney stuff honestly and um and then we have the the quote-unquote wedding aspect, the romantic comedy aspect of it that I think is going to appeal a little bit more to the adults. So there's a little bit of something for everybody when it comes to the uh, it comes to the movie. Okay, it's Tika Sumter's place is either, I think it's his fiance. Um, and my goodness, he's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Um, so Anything else we need to discuss about this movie before we kind of go into uh, spoilers? I mean, like I said, the pros, it's, I think it's definitely an improvement upon the, uh, the first movie. The uh, first one heavily relied on uh, James Marston, I felt like, and then the craziness and zaniness of Jim Carrey. I really loved how you know, just off the wall he was. He was going almost full Riddler at that point. Um, but I do got to say that, you know, the first one was fine. This one is a little bit better. You know, I think they improved in ways that um, uh, would benefit going to see this if you were interested in it or if your kids were interested in seeing it or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I overall enjoyed it. I'd probably give it about a 7 out of 10 just because um, – I think I get probably give the first one a six out of 10. I don't have it off the top of my head, but um, probably a seven out of 10, just because it feels like a slightly, it, it goes by the Marvel formula, you know, um, of, you know, you got the modern day references, some of the jokes, then it all culminates into, you know, traveling across the globe, globe trotting a little bit. And um, then eventually ending up in kind of a big CGI battle at the end. 
felt like this is, you know, of the Marvel formula. As a matter of fact, I think Sega has a, a, a logo intro, like the, the production intro is very similar to the, the Marvel um, intro, which with the guards, they, you know, they would have all of the different characters kind of leading up into making the logo of Sega or for Marvel's case, it was all of the characters in the comic book would, uh, would feed, would fall into making their logo of Marvel. It's very similar in style. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed, um, what I saw, like I said, I think it probably could have been shaved about 15 minutes, but, uh, I think that's, that's pretty much my only criticism about it. I, um, yeah, it's not, it's not like offensively bad at all in any way. The, uh, other adaptations such as even the earlier one, I felt like the, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie, they just wanted to have like James Marston and, uh, sonic together so they're going like a road trip and it didn't really make 100 percent sense because i mean why does sonic even need to be be in a car at all you know it's all about going fast and so they have like a lot of interesting uh references with regards to um you know the sonic movie and modern day references as well um you know they have some fortnite jokes and flossing and all that for the kids which I think is going to probably date the movie, but you know, it, it's completely fine. You know, it, it doesn't really do anything to uh, take away from it a hundred percent. There's a lot of probably quote unquote ad living to it. Um, you know, just put the camera on Jim Carrey and let him, let him do something crazy or stupid or funny or whatever. Can't complain about that. Cause that's basically his job and uh, in, in a lot of movies, but he's really good at it, you know? So uh, with saying that, let's see what else we got. Um, anything else? Anything else? Yeah, I, I thought it was completely fine. The CGI looked look like a, probably something out of like X-Men or something like that. It would have been a little bit more impressive to see this a couple of years ago, but it's like, well, this is still pretty cool. You know, they, they got a hell of a budget for the, the special effects on this one. Ben Schwartz continues to uh, kind of impress me as uh a comedian i i was kind of in the dark about ben schwartz before um what was what was that show he's in on netflix real quick let me see ben schwartz so let me see his filmography real quick yeah so i didn't recognize him in the other guys he was uh on the movie turbo he was in um, the interview. He was in the walk, the Force Awakens, as the voice. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Da, 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 da. The Lego Movie too. Let me see. And then he came in as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog voice during uh, 2020. I'm trying to figure out when he was playing. Oh, so he's done some television as well. So that's where I think I've kind of, I've missed him. You know, he was on the Sarah Silverman uh, program, Parks and Recreation for 22 episodes, uh, Tron Uprising, Bob's Burgers, a couple episodes, Robot Chicken, BoJack Horseman, The Simpsons. He's done a lot of notor- notable um, 
he's done a lot of notable uh, TV and, you know, oh, Space Force was the one that he had kind of a, a longer run on. He was on the main cast of that that show. And I believe he's probably returning for Space Force season two as well. So, yeah, he's on that uh, Modoc show. I think that's on Hulu. A little bit of uh, Rugrats, like a, a After Party, the After Party that's on Apple TV. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that this guy's been on. I was, I've been pretty impressed with his filmography. So he's uh, definitely got a lot of accolades under his belt at this point. And I don't have to go through Jim Carrey's, um, you know, accolades or his filmography or anything like that. You know, Jim Carrey from... I mean, uh, from Ace Ventura, from Eternal Sunshine, to um, uh, obviously Sonic. Uh, what do we got? He played the Riddler. The dude's, the dude's uh, a really bankable actor. And I think it was around the mid-90s that he started charging about $25 million per movie role, I believe. And he wouldn't accept anything less than that. So this dude is probably stacking and racking. So um, that's a little bit of uh, behind the scenes on some of the uh, uh, interest, most interesting parts of the movie. Um, you know, James Marston, he's been in a ton of things as well. I don't really have to go through his full accolades as, you know, anything from uh, Straw Dogs, the remake, to X-Men, to, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog now. He's uh, he's an actor that you can put in almost anything that um, he's going to do the most with the role. I don't think I've ever seen anything that James Marston has been in, and I was just like, no, this this is not the role for him. Like, almost every time I, I can think off the top of my head that he's, you know, really done the most with the role and honestly he was one of the most interesting parts of the first movie so uh you know let's let's hop into the spoiler section and uh i appreciate everyone listening and watching the look it up podcast the full review will be available to patreon.com slash look it up podcast um you can sign up for uh three different tiers but all of the tiers help us keep the lights on and booming at the Look It Out podcast. Um, I did want to give a quick little shout out to, I think it was a couple of, where was this? The Insights. My uh, podcast seemed to really be slapping last week with over 3,000 plays, 3,500 plays, most of them coming from Boardman, Seattle, I believe, uh, as well as Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, Huntington Beach, which I believe is in California, but don't take my word for it. But um, I appreciate all the support we're getting from around the world. And Ho Chi Minh City, which is, a, I think that is in uh, China as well. So I just want to give a quick little shout out to everybody that's been listening and watching Look It Up podcast. Remember, you can watch and listen either on YouTube, you can listen on SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Apple podcast, there are tons of different podcast players that provide lucky dog podcast. Lucky dog is one word, by the way, when you're researching us. So, uh, thank you for listening, watching lucky dog podcast. Be sure to check out the links in the description. And, uh, here is the spoiler section for Sonic the Hedgehog two.
I bet, in my opinion, that they had like 20 different names on the board. You know, Sonic 2, Too Fast, Too Sonic or something like that. Too Fast, Gotta Go Fast. You know, I, I could have think, I can't think of them off the top of my head because I'm not, you know, super creative at this, this moment. I'm like just waking up, but I almost can guarantee you they had five or six different names for the Sonic, uh, the Sonic movie too. So I'm curious what the other options were going to be the return of Dr. Robotnik or something like that. You know? So obviously I would have expected you to have watched the first Sonic movie or not really care about being spoiled on the two movies. Cause we are about to get into spoiler section right about now. Here's the plot. Sometime after earning a new home on Earth, Sonic attempts to help the public as a vigilante to to little success by fighting against crime. His friend Tom Wachowski advises him to remain patient for the day. His powers will be needed. When Tom leaves with his wife Maddie for her sister Rachel's wedding in Hawaii, Sonic re-encounters his arch enemy, Dr. Robotnik, who escaped the mushroom planet after Sonic defeated and banished him there um, before he was accompanied by Knuckles, who attacks him and demands the location of the legendary Master Emerald. But Tails, a twin-tailed flying fox, helps him escape. So that's about first 20 minutes of the movie. They really set up what's going on with Sonic. They have some interesting and kind of funny little gags of him, you know, being a quote unquote, not so great superhero, but you know, him still trying his best. Um, See some pretty interesting action scenes, I'd say nothing too revolutionary. I think they save most of their coolest action scenes for the end of the movie. Um, But you know, was starting off with Jim Carrey acting a fool. I think that the movie and the franchise knows how important uh, Jim Carrey is to this movie. He's what basically keeps you know everybody over fifteen interested in the movie, mostly because he is just a goofy ass dude. You just put a camera on him, put him in a weird CGI place, tell him you know you're covered in mushrooms and only been eating these mushrooms and trying to escape a crazy planet, and he's going to do the most with it. And He's full on shaved his head in this movie. I assume that's not a cap. Shaving of heads is, you know, ironically has been like a really big uh, cultural change, I guess, in film. I want to say in the last like five or six years that either actors are completely shaving their heads or they're putting on these caps that make them appear bald and maybe CG. I don't know if you can digitally remove hair, uh, an entire head of hair at this point, but, uh, without spending a lot of money, but it's pretty impressive. This is like the third or fourth uh, piece of media I've seen in the last two weeks that people have just been shaving their heads. I mean, Halo has a main character that they have to have two characters playing the same role. One of them shaved their head. The other one has hair. Um, You know, it's the same act actress playing it. Same thing. Um, let me think. Uh, piece is it pieces of her on Netflix, the mini series, limited series. Uh, there's one of the main characters there has to play kind of a dual role, shaving their head as a cancer patient, and uh, playing another role 
you know, kind of later in time with their hair. I'm really curious about the, the dynamic of how they were able to do all that. So anyways, I know that's kind of a, a side tangent of uh, what's going on in Sonic. But uh, yeah, I, I, from almost immediately, I was gripped to, to the story and plot line of uh, Jim Carrey being stuck on this crazy world and then obviously coming together with Knuckles, um, which is another character voiced by Idris Elba. Basically, he's the hard-hitting Sonic from another tribe of some sort, um, you know, not being a hundred percent up on the lore of Sonic. I was a little bit lost about what happened in the first one, but they kind of they vaguely show you, you know, this big giant owl who was kind of the mother parental figure of Sonic, I think dies in the first one. And then, um, you know, Sonic is, is, you know, upset about it. And Knuckles is, is kind of blaming Sonic for other, other, uh, things that had happened to his tribe so there's motivations between everyone coming after sonic kind of makes sense i'd say tails kind of comes out of nowhere because we don't really get too much about tails right off the top of my head but uh yeah so tails reveals he's been watching sonic with his self-invented gadgets ever since the latter electromagnetic pulse and witnessed his bravery in battling robotnik yeah, so uh, Tails is apparently a gearhead and kind of feels like a non-binary character. I think that they say Tails is a he in this, but I honestly, honestly don't know. Half the time he sounds like a, a young boy, other times sounds like a girl, and I really don't know, don't care, honestly. Um, maybe we'll find out in this. So otherwise, uh, we'll continue on. So Tails has kind of just been like lurking in the background, like, ha, Sonic, ha. And um, let me see anything else that we're going to discuss on this one. Yeah, so Sonic convinces Tails to help him reach the Master Emerald first. While Robotnik aids Knuckles in the same tasks and reunites with his assistant, Stone. So the assistant, Stone, I vaguely remember from the first one. Honestly, I, the first sonic two years ago feels like it was five years ago um actually you know what i just remembered i think sonic was like the first sonic was like the last movie i saw in theaters sec maybe second to last movie i saw in theaters before everything shut down for the pandemic because i think the sonic one movie came out around march of 2020 and that really kind of sticks in my brain around that time so it's kind of interesting kind of returning to this in a way. Uh, let's, let's continue on. So yeah, Stone Stone and Jim Carrey, or sorry, Stone and Robotnik are pretty, pretty funny together. I always just like the randomness they have uh, with each other. And, and you can see Stone owns like this like Starbucks coffee shop-esque place. And there's just like random little side jokes that I think the visual side jokes are just as funny as you know some of the uh the verbal jokes almost the the uh the non-verbal jokes are almost funnier than the actual jokes that they they've written some of the uh the non-verbal jokes include like uh stone carving out some uh some cream in the top of like cappuccinos for his customers that all look like Eggman and stuff like that robotnik and um 
(laughs) you know, people are like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? And so when he figures out, you know, Stone figures out that Robotnik is alive or he's back in the dimension, uh, you know, his coffee shop instantly turns into like a damn uh, bat cave. It's completely geared out and everything. And he's just flipping out and he's going to the sign, turning closed sign, removes the grade letter of of the uh, restaurant from an A grade restaurant to an F, which, you know, for everybody that's not in the uh, the States, that just means that they have terrible hygiene in the restaurant. And I, I was actually busting out laughing about that. Um but yeah, I, the, the side the side tangent jokes are pretty pretty hilarious, and I think they actually work for kind of a slightly older audience because um, you know kind of keep us engaged, um, and and we do kind of miss a little bit of the uh, I, I kind of skipped over the little house party that Sonic has at the beginning, and um, yeah yeah it it was funny they have little side gigs with side hashes with the dog you know having fun with Sonic as well. I, I thought it overall goes over pretty smooth. So Sonic and Tails using an old map of Longclaw's secret message, pinpoint the Emerald's location in Siberia. And I kind of forgot about the, the way that they traveled was using these, uh, these rings and the rings of the same thing that they, that Sonic is collecting in the first movie and uh, in the video game as well. And it allows them to kind of travel, travel. And, uh, so they go to Siberia where they find a compass of an old temple, but Robotnik and Knuckles attack them, during, during which Knuckles reveals he is the sole survivor of the Enchitna tribe that died along with the owls and seeks the emerald to restore order to the universe, which is kind of broad, but I guess he just wants like this emerald as well. And uh, kind of blame Sonic for kind of everything that's wrong. And Robotnik is using that to his advantage. As an avalanche starts, Robotnik and Knuckles leave with the compass. Okay, so I kind of forgot to mention this little old dance scene in the bar. The first movie had a bar scene where Sonic and James Marston go in there and there's like a big scuffle in the bar. You know, everyone's looking at you when you walk into the bar. And, you know, they stop what they're doing, like, oh, God, this guy, what is he doing here kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so they basically have, like, a redux of the same scene, but instead of, like, a bar fight, it's more like a dance battle. And, you know, every every cartoon uh, uh, kids movie generally has some sort of dancing in it because kids love music, kids love to dance. So they have that scene in here, which kind of felt like it could have been cut out if they really needed to. But I understand for the the kids' sake, they need to keep it in there. Um, so uh, what do we? What else do we got? So there is a massive avalanche that starts. Robotnik and Knuckles leave with the compass as Sonic calls Tom to make a ring portal to save them. And now this is where it kind of flows in. We're kind of going back and forth with James Marston and the Shamir Moore and uh, Tika Sumter characters at the, the wedding that has taken place in Hawaii. And it's, it, it's relatively pretty funny because they're doing a lot of callbacks to Rachel, who was, I think, duct taped to a chair in the first movie, and they never really let her out, uh, I think, because she was either going to call the cops or something. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she's still mad about that. And so, 
let me see what else we got. Uh, so, so they're using the rings. Uh, let me let me continue on. James Marston and, and Shamir Moore are trying to have like you know this this bro off kind of thing be uh, you know buddy buddy because they're they're all hanging out with Shamir Moore's uh, boys and all of his boys are you know you know his family and they're trying to have like this brotherly bonding session and stuff like that and rachel is like don't you fuck up my wedding type shit and so the whole time you're just kind of sitting there expecting james marston to fuck up the wedding and he marston finds a way to fuck up the wedding in multiple ways first his phone is calling going off multiple times during the wedding and it's sonic calling him for help and you know he's like what the fuck's going on and I did kind of skip over, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place, but I did skip over a little bit of uh, Sonic having um, kind of like this parental figure he looks up to, uh, which is James Marston at the beginning of this and, um, you know, talking, giving him Marston, giving him life lessons and stuff like that. And you really feel this somewhat paternal vibe between um you know, Maddie, James Marston's character and, uh, or Tom and, and, uh, yeah, it, there are this elongated scenes that feel like not, maybe not elongated, but, you know, side scenes that really hammer, hammer home that Sonic wants a family. And, uh, I did want to mention that Sonic steals a little bit of money from that, that, <laughs> that uh first robbery that he stops it gets stuck on his foot but he's like yeah i'll just take this 300 dollars and put it in my put it in my uh, drawer they'll never know kind of thing <laughs> they owe me um anyways the uh the avalanche cause starts robotnik and knuckles uh leave with the compass as sonic calls tom to make a ring portal for them and tom is the ring bearer for some reason he's got the two different ring he's got the travel ring that allows him to go to different portals that sonic gave him and then he has the ring that is supposed to be used for the wedding and so he just stands up martian stands up in the middle of the wedding it's just like stop the wedding you know i i, I need to see the ring before you know the i do's and Shamir Moore and Rachel are just like not having it like what the fuck's going on so martian punches Shamir Moore. And I was like, Jesus, there could have been different ways that could have been handled. Uh, takes the ring from Rachel and then, you know, throws the ring in the middle of the uh, of the wedding. And then this big ass avalanche comes through the ring coming from, I guess, where their Sonic and Tails are coming from or Siberia. And they fall through, which comes through uh, Hawaii. And so the snow just immediately appears up all in the middle of the wedding ceremony, bringing Sonic and Tails out of nowhere. And from there, Rachel is just bitching them out. And then all of a sudden, Shamir Moore and his boys, you look around and they are fucking, uh, I don't know, FBI agents of some sort. And they all got guns pointed at Sonic and Tails. And Tails is like knocked out half this movie, I feel like, because they just really don't know what to do with Tails. Uh, just have him someone have someone to travel with sonic but um uh basically yeah this is where the guardian united sorry guardian units of nation 
nations, uh, parentheses gun, investigate Sonic's whereabouts and capture all three. So, uh, yeah, it, you basically find out all the wedding goers are undercover agents, which kind of makes it a little bit okay of what Marston did, I guess, so that you don't feel as bad. Um, so, anyways, Maddie and R- Rachel rescue Sonic, Tails, and Tom from Gunn's custody. Um, and it, everything's revealed that almost the entire wedding was a sham. Rachel's extremely pissed. She goes off kind of like, you know, goes off angrily and with, you know, with right. I mean, she's been kind of betrayed and she's uh, extremely upset. So she just takes a golf cart and just causes havoc all over the fucking island. I was like, I don't fucking blame her. I mean, I'd be pissed too. She's just drinking and driving the golf cart all over the damn, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hawaiian islands and stuff like that. I don't remember if it said which one, which island we're on, but uh, I, I was like, this is ridiculous. This twist is just like, okay. It's just kind of like to get to the next point. It's like, this is what needs to happen. It's like, all right, let's, let's continue on. Um, and so it does kind of overstay its welcome with how ridiculous the action scene is going on. You know, some slow-mo with, the golf cart running into like i don't know the dance floor of some sort and destroying all all of the wedding stuff it's like good lord this is intense um so maddie and rachel rescue sonic tails and tom from guns custody while robotnik knuckles while robotnik and knuckles find an underground underwater temple containing the master emerald the temple awakens alerting sonic and gun of robotnik's threat Sonic goes to the temple alone and engages Knuckles again in hand-to-hand combat. I mean, the entire movie, Knuckles is given, is super self-serious. Corey on Double Toasted said that he reminded him of Drax because he takes everything so literally. Um, And that's, that's kind of true. I I don't, I don't deny that. I think that Idris Elba does, does pretty good as the, uh, the voice of Knuckles just because he, um, you know, he kind of it's still very cartoony and it's kind of the juxtaposition of having something really cute but also having a really tough voice at the same time um you know i always love the the idris elba line he's like i'm black superman i I wanted him to say something like that (laughs) um but anyways let me see what else we got um so yeah sonic somehow just finds the force within him to say that you know this is how i'm gonna beat knuckles and and i I had a feeling i knew this was gonna happen that uh you know uh, robotnik was gonna betray knuckles i could see it from almost the first time they're they're hanging out and it's kind of the seeds are sown multiple times that this was going to happen you know and by this point robotnik has uh, his robots coming back plus his assistant is on the side waiting um and his assistant i feel like is in love with this with robotnik you know he he doesn't he doesn't praise him just as a boss he like loves robotnik (laughs) so uh yeah and uh, there's some fun action scenes with knuckles and uh jim carrey's robotnik running through the temple very much of uh, the indiana jones style and i was like this is this is pretty damn uh it's it's funny it keeps the the pacing going um 
but yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So it, it, the, the movie continues on. And so uh, Sonic engages with Knuckles hand-to-hand combat, but Robotnik steals the emerald and leaves Knuckles to die with Sonic in the collapsing temple. And there's this also run-on motif of uh, water being kind of like the biggest thing that Sonic's afraid of. He can't you find out the beginning of the movie he can't really swim, even though he can run extremely fast and apparently run on water as well. That didn't really make much sense to me, but whatever. We're not going to go through logistics of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so yeah, Knuckles is left there to die like all oh, fuck night. And uh, however, Sonic and Knuckles escape the temple and agree to work together to defeat Robotnik as Tails rescues them in a biplane. Um, so yeah, multiple times I thought that uh, Sonic and Knuckles were going to come together, and it finally takes Knuckles almost dying by the underneath the temple for Sonic to really uh, get on his good side. So in Green Hills, which is uh, everyone knows Sonic's, uh, I think that's his home or one of the levels on 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 the original game. So that's where they're also from in Green Hills, and uh, Emerald Enhanced Robotnik destroys Gun's forces and creates a giant death egg robot version of himself, which is like the most ridiculous thing they could probably have done. And it oddly works. It looks, it's like they took the, the pinpoints of uh, the uh, Marvel formula and, and some of the Magneto powers from X-Men and kind of combined it together to have this really interesting battle. And I was like, this is, it looks really cool. Not going to lie. Um, I thought all of the special effects really were pumped to the max in this and, and they even have this giant robot Eggman. And uh, it oddly worked for me, even you know, with the ridiculous of Jim Carrey basically just dancing in the middle of the screen half the time to control the, the Eggman and just saying the most off-the-wall ridiculous uh, things. I was like... I'm kind of here for it. You know, he still provides the most ridiculous entertainment that I can think of. And honestly, off the top of my head, I can't really think of a bad Jim Carrey role in the last few years. I'd have to go back and really search. Um, You know, maybe I haven't seen the number 23, but that was when he tried to do some really uh, dramatic stuff or like the Truman show, but that, that still required him to kind of become a little bit Jim Carrey ish unhinged. Um, type stuff so um, this is another Jim Carrey you know acting ridic- version of himself acting ridiculous and now he's in a giant mecha suit uh, let's talk about like Pacific Rim style so Sonic, Tails and Knuckles work together to fight the, me- the, the mech and reclaim the Master Emerald um, the Master Emerald's kind of what feels like kind of unimportant in my opinion, because it's not really clear about what it does except for just make Jim Carrey evil of some sorts and powers things. Um, but the relic is shattered. So, so the emerald is shattered at one point and all these little emeralds kind of come out of it. Um, Tom, Maddie, Tom and Maddie rescue Sonic. Um, and they are just unfazed by this entire giant mech suit. I've, I felt like it was a little bit of the director's, uh, fault for not kind of giving them a, being a little bit more scared, but there's like multiple times there. Uh, Sonic's almost crushed 
the Jeep is uh, the Jeep that they're driving to save Sonic in is like flipped over multiple times. Everyone's just okay all the time. I was like, Jesus, you know, given there's a, you know, the 30 story mech suit Eggman powered by evil Jim Carrey, they're, they're kind of handling pretty well. And um, it is, it is interesting to see the, uh, the different Sonic Tails Knuckles have different uh, types of powers that are all going to play a part in taking down the Eggman. And of course, you know, from a perspective of uh, merch, you know, you got to have those, those three kind of work together so that people want to buy those you know, or play those characters in the game or you buy plushies or something like that. So it's totally understandable why they were going to eventually come together. So yeah, Tom and Maddie rescue Sonic, but Robotnik using the robot's backup power tries to crush them. And like I said, multiple times, I was like, holy shit, you know, this guy's like straight up murdering an entire town. Um, Probably a decent death toll going on in this movie, but we don't actually see any bodies. So um, yeah, he tries tries to crush them. Sonic uses the Chaos Emeralds that emerge from the Master Emeralds, sorry, the Master Emerald to transform into Super Sonic, which, like I said, I haven't, I've only played Sonic on uh, Smash Bros. And that's the only time when he gets like a super power up, kind of Super Saiyans, his, his own self turns from blue to yellow, goldish, almost like a Super Saiyan starts basically fine is what it feels like. Um, that he's almost like invincible. And so you're like, oh shit. So he just uses the emerald to become powerful, I guess. And uh, let's see. So he becomes supersonic to save the couple with his new powers. Super uh, supersonic destroys the uh, death egg robot crashing with Robotnik still in it. And it's kind of weird how like, the electricity is like holding Jim Carrey's character, you know, Robotnik up, just levitating in the middle of the air. Did they just put this guy in like a, a CGI room and just tell him to act like he's controlling a giant mech suit and say the most ridiculous things? It's, it's kind of what it felt like to me, but I was like, this, this is crazy. So when they lose the power to it, it's like they easily could say Robotnik didn't live after the 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 fall of the giant Eggman um, mech suit, or he did. I mean, knowing that Robotnik is like one third of the reason that people are buying the ticket. I think that, you know, the movie ticket, I think that it would be crazy or remiss to think that he won't be returning for another movie. I'm curious what his, um, what his salary is per movie now. Cause it's gotta be super, it's so high up there now. Cause in, if in the nineties, it was 25 million, it's gotta be like, 50 million at this point because jim carrey knows that he is just as important to the movie as sonic i don't know who they would replace this guy with and uh yeah i you know so uh the mech suit goes down robotnik goes down sonic ends the calamity reverts back to normal and hands the chaos emeralds to knuckles to recreate the master emerald which i guess you can just fix things just put them all together it's like oh everything's all good um, with the owls in, in Chitnia's extinct, 
I know I'm saying, I don't remember how to pronounce this tribe, but whatever. Um, extinct Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles decide to safeguard the Master Emerald and move in with the Wachowskis. Well, they all move in with the Wachowskis? I did not get that at all. I know that they were living together, but I guess I didn't realize they're all living together. Tails is just like, I, I'm here too. As Gun begin searching for Robotnik's body in amidst of the remains of the Death Egg robot, Stone infiltrates their forces, which an agent reveals to Commander Walters that Gun have captured a hidden 50-year-old file named Project Shadow, resulting in a capsule somewhere in an unknown location, opening up containing a black and red hedgehog, which is probably going to be a big factor in the third movie. So that, my friends, is the movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Let me know what you thought about the review. Let me know what you thought about the movie Sonic the Hedgehog. Was it up to your standards of uh, a sequel as a Sonic movie? Did it give you enough uh, razzle-dazzle that you want to see the third one? I think that Sega, ironically, is taking the notes off of marvel's checklist of like i said fun interesting action scenes with some i guess timely references and then all ending in a big cgi battle at the end yes the predictability is happening pretty high through but um it's still pretty entertaining for the whole family so let me know what you thought about it like i said it, it was about a seven out of ten for me and and i'm, I'm here for the the next one if they can maybe just pull or juice a little bit more emotion from it uh from the parental aspects of sonic kind of basically being the child of the wachowskis then i think that you know we might even have like a slightly more emotional sonic movie i know that they probably won't want to kill anybody in this series just because of how light and fluffy it is but if there was a death in this uh i don't think that they would kill like marston or anything like that but they could really get you know in some deep deep emotional territory i'm not sure if the kids will be all there for but it, it, it would be bold in my opinion so let me know what you thought about the movie the review everything else be sure to check out the rest of the lucky doll podcast you forgot one unstoppable Gotta go For a guy named Knuckles, you are really bad at punching. Uh, uh, uh.